Okay, I'm gonna get right to it. Um, Caroline holds a very special place in my heart because she is one of the biggest reasons I'm in Texas doing what I'm doing right now. Uh, Caroline and I met at UDA Nationals for all of my dance friends out there. I was a junior in college and <laughs> I think I ran into you in like the bathroom of UDA. I had no make fun, my hair is like, in a bun and I knew I saw you in your little DCC uniform and we had like a mutual connection through Kelsey but I remember that plain as day I mean I was so obsessed with you and Heather and all the DCC oh. stuff and that was really what planted the seed in my heart to like try out for this team so I always credit it to Caroline well I love <laughs> to hear it I mean I think I should tell Judy and Kelly that my biggest accomplishment <laughs> as a DCC was recruiting Claire <laughs> oh my gosh and now like to see how we've come full circle I love it and I'm so happy you're on the podcast so welcome to Sweet as well, Honey thank you for having me Absolutely. you need like a little jingle to bring it in like Sweet as Honey Sweet as Honey something nice <laughs> I do have a little like music intro so. perfect that's well, all we got for I'm now. excited to be here <laughs> so thanks for having me and Absolutely. I'm ready to chat it out I know so Caroline and I are both Midwest girls she is from Columbia, Missouri, and we love to talk about the bond us Midwest girls have. So give us a little glimpse into your life and how you ended up here in Texas. Sure. Okay, so I'm from, like Claire said, Columbia, Missouri, which is right in between Kansas City and St. Louis. So it's like two major cities, and then two hours in between both is Columbia. It's a college town. I loved Columbia. It's it's the best. I think Everybody knows I rep Missouri pretty hard. You do. I love Missouri. I love my people there. It's the best state. It's not a flyover state. You should stop it, everybody. It's the best. So I grew up in Columbia. Um, my family was a big-time Mizzou family. My dad played basketball at the school. My brother was on the golf team. My mom is still involved in her sorority. Like, she's at the house all the time. Like, yeah. Mom. Sounds um, like Tam Tam. Yes, yes. She's the best. So it was pretty natural that I ended up going to the University of Missouri for school, and I danced on the Golden Girls dance team there, which I loved. So I did that for three years, and then my fourth year, I actually took a break and studied abroad in London. I kind of had a so midlife cool. crisis, you could say, <laughs> at 18, but I felt like I just needed to escape Missouri for a little bit and kind of find uh, my own path, which was great, and I think it kind of gave me the courage when I did decide to try for DCC, right. um, because before then, I had just been in Missouri my whole life. Yeah. So then I came back from London and um, auditioned kind of, I guess, on a whim, but only like a few months before I decided uh, that this was a path I was going to try, kind mm -hmm. of like you. I was going to say, we're so similar. Yeah, there's a lot of girls who grow up knowing this is what they want to do. Yeah. And I almost think it's it was better for me that I wasn't like that as much because yeah. you kind of go in blindsided. I mean, there are definitely moments where I thought – what am I doing here? Like mm. the first prep clinic I went to and walking, everybody has their friends and stuff. I was yeah. definitely kind of brought out some insecurities, I think, but yeah. I'm thankful that, you know, my parents were so supportive and continue to kind of motivate me to go back to one more round, one more round. Yeah. And then ended up making the squad in 2018, five years ago, which is yeah. crazy. Oh my gosh. And then I just finished my um, fifth season and final season. So now I get to just be the cheerleader in the stands, cheering on my girls. It's so different. It oh is. my gosh, just being on the team together for the last like two, three years. Yeah, I can't believe you're a fourth year. I, I mean, know. Gosh, I am really old then. <laughs> I remember meeting you. In you're Florida. not. But... I mean, I already knew because we had Kelsey was a mutual friend, and then yeah. someone else who you danced with, and I watched your routine and. Obviously, Claire's like shining in the front, that leg oh, tilt, you can't miss it. And I was watching thinking, okay, we would be so lucky to have her oh. on the squad. So when we got to meet each other, even in the bathroom, it was just like this intimate conversation. Yeah. And it was really nice to talk with you. And then I talked to your dad. Remember? You did. You talked yeah. to my dad. for. He was asking all the questions. Like my dad was more interested in DCC than I was at mm -hmm. that point. I was like, <laughs> if I can sell this to your dad, that girl's going to show up. Look what you And did. then a few months later, Kelsey, I think, texted me saying, Claire's going to audition. And I was just so happy because, yeah. you know, dance is a huge aspect. But once I met you, it's DCC is so much more than the dancing. It's really about the full person and yeah. um, people's personalities. And I just knew you would be such a good fit. So I'm glad so you're sweet. here still. <laughs> well, that's what I was like most attracted to about DCC, just looking at the kind of humans you guys all were. And um, I think you don't get the whole well-roundedness um, in all parts of dance. And right. so having something where like you have outreach in the community and you have a platform that is used for like the good of people. Like I 
knew that dance for me was all about myself these last, you know, 18, 20 years of my life. And I was kind of done with that. Right. I want this to be about others and I want to grow as a woman. And that's exactly what I found in like you and Heather and Kelsey and all the girls. I was like, this is a place I need to be. So yeah, I think that's a big kind of selling point to girls who want to audition because, Mm -hmm. you know, you grow up and we both did in competitive studios and it's all about your technique and the routines that you have, which is so fun. But eventually you kind of hit a point where you're thinking, is this, is this it? You know, like, do I want to continue doing this? But then you meet someone who's, who's so well-rounded. They're smart, they're kind, they're career-driven, they've got great degrees from school, and just all-around people that you kind of want to emulate. Yeah. And so take that plus the dancing that you've just studied for 18-plus years, and I think that's why so many girls want to come and be a part of this group because it's yeah. so much more than just the routine. So I agree, and I, I love that we have similar stories on this wasn't like – the thing we wanted to do since we were three years old. Right. But both of us are from like a smaller town. We knew we wanted to get out. We knew that there, we had like big dreams. We just weren't necessarily clear on what those were and mm-hmm. kind of tried out on a whim, but then fell in love with the whole process. And then looking at your journey and how everything you've accomplished, it's like, you couldn't have imagined that. No, it was, such, that it was such like a God thing, I think. It because was, yeah. I, again, we both didn't know what was next after college. I honestly envisioned myself moving to New York and doing stuff out there. Yeah, and then that. the DCC stuff, it almost just like continued to fall. Like every yes, step in the was place. another, it felt like a God wink in a way. And so yeah. now looking back, day one at the prep clinic with Kitty Carter, I didn't even think I would make the squad. <laughs> now I'm like five years out, did all these awesome did things. All this stuff. So it really is something that you kind of just trust, you know, your gut and mm-hmm. higher power and keep going. So it's been a blessing for sure. It has. And you've had such an amazing journey like we've been talking about. You completed five years on the team. You were a very well-respected leader for three years out of those five, which is amazing. And you were awarded Veteran of the Year last year because everyone just loves you. You're so loved by your teammates and you've impacted so many people through your leadership, including myself. So sweet. how does it feel like after all this time to say you're retired, yeah. <laughs> you moved on? I think people are wondering like, is Caroline okay? I know <laughs> she's done. I am. I'm good. I think I feel so blessed for all of the years. You know, even when I returned my uniform for the last time, I was very emotional. And Judy, I think they almost were wondering like, do you, are you wanting to do another year? Like what? And I'm like, honestly, oh. no, <laughs> I'm, I'm just so thankful for the time that I had yeah. because you know, I've seen so many girls start and finish their journeys in different ways. You know, my, one of my roommates, my first year was, was cut from the team. Mm -hmm. Another one of my roommates had to pull herself out of training camp due to injuries. And so for me to be able to finish on my own terms Mm -hmm. and going out as veteran of the year, which is just such a special award because your teammates are the ones who vote for that. I just felt very thankful and grateful. Mm -hmm. And so it's definitely been a difficult few months just because I've had a few surgeries that we can talk about and everything. But at the same time, it's almost like I'm so thankful that I have something that's hard to say goodbye to. Yeah. And I'm excited now to kind of be on the other side and to watch people like you get to step into a leadership role or point of the triangle, oh, you know, gosh. all these special, <laughs> special things that yeah. not many people get to experience. Mm-hmm. It's it's really fun for me to kind of get to step back. And I think, again, it's it's almost a God thing. It's, it's humbling in a way yeah. that – when you're on the team, you think, you know, you're so in it. And yeah. then it ends, but guess what? They keep going. You know, right. they don't skip a beat. The audition yeah. start again. They got the new leaders, the new people. Yeah. So it's been humbling too to just kind of see how, you know, it continues on. But I think it's because they've built this like dynasty of an organization really that is. everyone is replaceable in a way, you know, <laughs> it's kind of harsh, but move out of the way. Yeah, they're like, I can't the door, hit you on the way out. <laughs> But it's humbling and it's and it's fun to know too that you are surrounded by so many people that you want to see them thrive. And yeah. so it's just been fun as I'm, you know, recovering on the couch. Anna Kate's come in night after night. Claire's a leader. Mackenzie's a leader. So yeah. it's just been fun to get to experience that from a different side. But it, it's hard. I'm yeah. going to miss it for sure. But I'm getting older. So yeah. I'm thankful for my time for sure. I know. <laughs> it is a great feeling to like leave something like that and just have – the feelings of thankfulness and like what a blessing it was these last five years. And I know it is hard to walk away. We always say this, but it's like, it's like a professional athlete walking away from their sport. I mean, it's, you're 
identity in a way of what you've like grown up doing your whole life. So Mm -hmm. for most of us, you know, this is like kind of an end of the road thing with dance. Right. Some people do continue on. And so it, I think that's like another part of it that's hard, but what I love about like your story is now that you get to be a cheerleader for your own sister. So I could cry. I know. So special. So Caroline's little sister (laughs) just made DCC at 2023. We're like, what year are we in? Another Sun Bolt's back. I know. I know. (laughs) They got rid of one. (laughs) She's back already. Gosh. I'm excited for her. She's so excited. um, So she went to TCU here in Texas because I guess it would have been my – going into my second season, she was a freshman. So her senior year of high school, I had seen these showgirls. And mm-hmm. let me tell you, I'm a showgirl fan. Oh, they are yeah. so They're cute. So We've been cute. to games together. Yeah. Their outfits are amazing. They look Good beautiful. memories on those yeah. games. <laughs> and um, so I remember telling Anna Kate, I'm like, you know, you should look into the showgirls team or yeah. going to CCU because mm-hmm. she's a little more, I think a small school would probably be a better fit for her than a huge university like Mizzou. And she grew up I have an older brother and he did the golf thing, but then I did dance and then Anna Kate did dance. Mm-hmm. So I did the dance studio. Then Anna Kate did the dance studio. I was on our high school team. Then Anna Kate was on the high school team. It was mm-hmm. kind of just one thing after another. So I think it was really good for her to kind of carve her own way. She was the first person in my immediate family to not go to Mizzou, which, which wow, was the thing, you know, we're cool, all kind of yeah. like, ouch, but ouch. she loved TCU. <laughs> she fits well there. She, yeah, she did a great job. So yeah. she was on that team. And then it was special because for my last game, I guess, the Christmas game this year, the showgirls performed with us in the halftime that we did. So mm-hmm. Anna Kate and I actually were on the field together. That's right. And it was my last time. And little did we know that six months later she would be officially on the squad Isn't that as a Dallas Cowboys leader. It's just it's oh all the God wings you it know, is. here and there. He wants the sun molds in. Yeah. <laughs> this is meant in to Texas, be. I know. So then we we drove home for Christmas Day, the nine hours to Missouri and she actually, in my Christmas gift from her on the card, it was, you know, Merry Christmas, love Anna Kate. And then it said, P.S., will you help me choreograph my DCC solo? I remember. And I started <laughs> sobbing. I'm like, really? And my mom's face was like, really? You know, we're in this again. <laughs> oh, you. you know, she's like, here we go again. Take two. But she choreographed all my solos for DCC um, yeah. every single year. She's yeah. very talented at that. So she is. it was really sweet that she kind of turned turned that around and I got to help her with her audition process. And yeah. it was a lot more intimidating being on the other side I for think. sure you were like i was a, a mom a oh. mama bear the day of finals me and oh anna kate were getting our makeup done and caroline's like sitting there just like okay you're ready like yeah she's taking care of her getting her breakfast like, yeah it's kind of like everyone's great but you're like feeding your sister to the wolves yeah, i'm like yeah. you know and i think she <laughs> after you know making the squad she's admitted to me she's like i understand the nerves that you would have year after year. And it was hard to see her go through that because you want to protect her. And she's always been very successful at school and at dance things. And so to kind of see her go through that insecurity moments was hard for me because you just want to like take that away from her. But at the same time, my mom was lecturing me like, this is what it's like to be a mom. You have to push them to, you know, chase their dreams and know that it might not work out. Yeah. But she did a, a she great job. And she own. had the best big sisters around mm-hmm. her. I think y'all were texting me all the time. She's doing well. Like and and she really would come home every night saying how thankful she was to have you guys kind of yeah. surrounding her because she's been around these girls all right. the time. But she had to earn it for herself. And I do think Judy and Kelly would not have just let her walk on the team by no. any means. Um she really held her own, and I loved it. I was sitting next to her at finals, yes. which I have that cute little picture of I us. Know. But it was so sweet because everything she would say, I was like, I feel like I'm talking to Caroline. Oh. <laughs> I feel like I have my Carol back, which well, is amazing. I'm excited for her, She's and I'm great. really glad that even though we didn't get to overlap, it's almost more special that she gets to cheer now with her with own. you and Kelsey and Mackenzie yeah. and Shondi and these girls that I cheered with as well. And right. I think – I'm happy that she has role models like you guys to look up to. And I think she's just going to grow so much. I'm excited for her. It's, yeah. It's awesome. It's going to be It's going to be fun. I'll be in the stands. Yeah. Cheering, as you guys do the jump splits thinking, oh, thank goodness. Thank God I don't have to do that again. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about like your time on the team a little bit and your mm-hmm. favorite parts. Also the most challenging parts. Um, and maybe just some advice like you've given her. Yeah. Just through your sure. own experience. Yeah. So I think a lot of people now, it's easy to say, you know, I went out as a veteran of the year and I was 
fortunate enough to be the boy of the triangle, these things that people really think are kind of the accolades of being a DCC. Mm-hmm. But my, the beginning of my journey, I, I was like silent my first training yeah. camp. I was terrified. Oh, yeah. I joke with with Lexi and friends that they're like, who would have known we would have been best friends because at first you were so quiet <laughs> and you just looked terrified. And I really was. And so when I first made the squad, I was excited, but I felt like the first few months I was just so almost terrified. And I was finding myself feeling insecure over and over again. And mm-hmm. I had, you know, a fine rookie season, but it wasn't until maybe November, December that these upper veterans like Kashera and girls and Lacey, they really helped me almost step out of my, my insecurities and be more confident in myself. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I walked in and was able to pick up conversations with different girls and walk in the the studio and not be terrified that I was going to get cut in November. You know, that doesn't even happen, but I was convinced (laughs) like, I'm not going to make it back to the next game, let alone next year. And so at the end of rookie season, I was awarded rookie of the year, which was amazing. And I, I didn't expect it. And I think that kind of helped me feel like maybe I can do this, you know, maybe mm-hmm. this is a place for me. And so stepping into my second year, I think that's kind of when I really started blossoming into yeah. DCC Caroline, so to speak. Yeah. And that was all because I had people along the way, encouraging me and, and speaking just like truth and positivity over me to where I wasn't so terrified, you it's know, so it's, funny. it's so easy to get in your own head, but yeah. Knowing me now, people are knowing, shocked. I was but say, knowing you now, like there's no way I could picture you as the terrified because you are social. I know. <laughs> they probably were like, take it back a little bit in the end. Go back to where you were before. No, you kept it fun. It but was- it really was because of the girls. And so it's nice to kind of get to relate to girls in training camp throughout the years after that, because I was able to sit down with them and say, I know now I seem very comfortable in my own skin and I can address the group as a leader. But when I first started, I was terrified. I was just like you Mm -hmm. and I came from out of state and I didn't have any friends. And so I think I wouldn't change my journey for anything because I think it helps to be relatable to people, to be able to share that, you know, even though now I've, I've succeeded in a way and had a great five years, I really started off silent and scary yeah. and with no friends. But so second year I felt like was the time I kind of started blossoming and mm-hmm. feeling more like myself and dancing just more like Caroline would and not trying to emulate completely the other girls that were on the squad. Right. And so then year two was awesome. Year three, I had the opportunity to be a second leader. I think you were in my I was right your with group, Gina. but it was COVID. COVID. So yeah. I never talked to you, but no, we I was on the a second leader. Sides of the uh-huh. And I got to learn platform. from from Gina, who was my first leader, who was incredible. She was she was great. The best example of I guess leading by example. Like she mm-hmm. always danced full out. She always worked so hard. Mm-hmm. And to see a leader who has that responsibility continuing to perfect their craft on the field. It was just very eye-opening to me. And I think when I became a leader, I wanted to kind of hold on to that Mm -hmm. because it can be easy to maybe get stagnant in your personal skills while you're trying to pour into other people. Mm -hmm. But I think girls, it's, there's a benefit to look up to someone for not only their leadership skills, but for who they are on the field. So she taught me that. And honestly, you know, people ask, you know, what made you a good leader and why do you think you had that role? And I really think it was almost taking bits and pieces of the leaders that came before me and trying to morph them into who I was going to be as a leader. So my first group leader rookie year was Maddie, who is amazing. And she was never a second leader. So she stepped into that role kind of really quickly. Yes. She was only a third year, I think. And um, she did a great job at kind of just being vulnerable. Like Mm -hmm. there were times she would turn around and be like, I honestly don't know what we're doing. She had never done it before. Mm -hmm. And so it was nice to see someone in that stature on the team willing to admit, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure what's going on either. Yes. (laughs) I am human too. And then my second year I had Amy as a leader who was a ray of sunshine. Mm -hmm. And I loved almost coming to practice every day, knowing that she was going to ask me about my day and she was so cheerful and fun. So I kind of like took that fun aspect from her Mm -hmm. because it's way more enjoyable when you're dancing with people and at work every day Mm -hmm. uh, with girls who are just like enjoying life, making jokes here and there, you know, and then Gina again, talking about her, her dance skills and her work ethic was awesome. So I think that kind of morphed me into the leader that I was. Mm -hmm. And also, which I've told Anna Kate, I think to be a good leader, you have to have good followers. And so before I was a leader, I really, really tried to make it apparent that I was supporting the girls who were in those leadership roles. Mm -hmm. You know, whether that's like 
paying attention when they're speaking or kind of having their back, like nodding your head when they're like, we're going to clean it on seven and not eight. Even if you know, that's probably wrong. You're like, yes, ma'am, we're going to do that. So (laughs) I think I attribute a lot of my maybe success as a leader to the girls who are on the squad because everyone's just so supportive. And a lot of girls could, could step into a leadership role beautifully. For sure. And it's really just whoever Judy kind of gives that opportunity to. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have that humbleness about you while you're leading because the girl next to you could do just as fine of a job. Exactly. So when you keep that in the back of your mind and kind of like keep your head on straight, I think it, it serves well and other people are willing to, to follow your lead and not think, Oh gosh, he thinks she's a superstar leading us around. Yeah. But well, I think kind of what you were talking about with being poured into being encouraged by your upper veterans, your rookie year, like that is what shaped you to be the kind of teammate you were. And that's why everyone did love you because every time you walked into the locker room, you just had like the most positive mindset and just energy about you. And um, I think a lot of people like need that on Mm -hmm. the day to the day when we're getting really stressed out. Like you were that leader that was picking everyone up and just that bright energetic voice that we needed. And so I love just thinking about like, the ways that you changed over the years through people pouring into you and then you did the same for others, you know? Yeah. Um, It definitely is like a full circle type thing, you know? Yeah. A lot of girls probably assume that someone by year five, like, oh, she's always been this way. Mm -hmm. But like you said, it really is all because of other people pouring into you. And so I Mm -hmm. hope if I left any sort of legacy, it would be to, to be kind to others and, and sort of find those rookies that are maybe more quiet at first and yeah. go up to them and ask them about their day and what they're doing right. for their job and where they're from and what their family's like. Because eventually it's like you start peeling away the layers like an onion and then you meet these amazing people that mm-hmm. might have stayed a little more closed in if you hadn't you know, initiated the conversation. Yeah. And I think leadership is looked at as such a you know high honor and people obviously have goals to do that. But I think stepping into it for myself was just eye-opening in the way of like, you really do have to be so humble and servant-hearted because it's no longer about you. Like it's all Mm -hmm. about helping your team, helping your teammates, which is the most rewarding role to have. And it's a blessing to have that voice um, and that they trust you with that. Mm -hmm. But I do think it comes with great responsibility. And I've taken things from like, I, I always talk about my second year on the team, it was you, Lexi, Rachel, and um, Gina. That was as the so leaders. fun. My favorite a dream team. Year. It we was. loved each other. <laughs> and our like us four first leaders this year have said that we're like we want to copy and paste and be what they were to us because you guys are always that united front um, that just kept the team going. And so we've fun. tried to like emulate you guys, Aww. which is so fun. That well, you guys are going to do a great job. Yeah, they couldn't have picked. You more equipped women to lead the team. So I'm excited to kind of get to watch that now and see you guys step into a role where you really have a lot of responsibility and and opportunity to, again, kind of shape the girls who are on the squad and and change their experience Mm -hmm. on the team. It really does change. Yeah. Yeah. And and leaving now, when I think back, I don't remember where my spot was every single year. I remember (laughs) like those fun locker room conversations and, Mm -hmm. and the culture of the team. And I always tell people like, it was so fun, you know, being a cheerleader was was so much fun. And I think y'all will continue that because at the end of the day, we all get, we're type A, we want to be really good at what we do, but it's so fun to be a Dallas Cowboys (laughs) cheerleader, you know, I really forget that sometimes. We We get so stressed about, you know, what, Judy and Kelly are thinking about us or where we're going to be in the thunderstruck formation that we can forget to just like find like the joy in life and, and what we're doing. So yeah. you guys are going to do an awesome job. Thank you. I appreciate it. And oh my gosh, there's so many things I could talk about with just like the way that you've shaped my experience on this team. And I hope to do the same for the other girls ahead. And I think something that we've really talked about on the team is And I was very surprised about this. It's just like how many believers there are Mm -hmm. and how faith is such a vital aspect to our team. Like maybe a lot of people wouldn't expect that um, from the outside, which I certainly didn't. Yeah. But when I came to the team, I I think that was one of the reasons I felt like home. I was like, wow, I've never been surrounded with so many supportive, kind women, but also girls who are just reminding me of – what's important all the time. Right. And like you said, with all the, 
you know, the things like, where are my spies? Or what did Kelly and Judy think of me? Like, it doesn't really matter. It's um, at the end of the day, like, you know, how you grow and how you impact people that is going to have the greatest impact. So I don't know. I think that's something really cool and unique about our team. And Mm -hmm. we've just had so many conversations around this, but I think the girls intentionally setting that standard has like just carried on through different teams. Yes. And I think I was surprised too when I came and an upper veteran, I think Lauren Parker, who was such a great role model, especially with her faith. And she immediately a week into training camp asked the rookies, Hey, I'm going to start a Bible study who wants to join? Mm-hmm. And at first I probably was a little hesitant, like, well, I don't know, do I, you know, and I had grown up in a Christian household, but having someone that you look up to so much place that at the forefront of their life was just really inspiring. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that I think the veterans to come year after year continue to kind of place that at the forefront of the team. Mm-hmm. And it's not in your face no. by any means. And no. I think people feel comfortable expressing themselves, but it does help the camaraderie of the team that we kind of have this overarching sense of peace at the end of the day. And this Mm -hmm. knowledge that our identities does not come from being a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader, because if it did, I think you'd be miserable. You would be miserable because on Monday you are like the flavor of the week and they think you're amazing. And the next day there's someone else who's really amazing too. And so if you're putting all of your worth in, in this kind of objective nature of where I am on the field or mm-hmm. if I have a leadership position or if I'm in the swimsuit calendars, it would, it would just be disappointing a lot, I think. It would be. And so when you're a younger tenured person on the team and you're looking up to these girls who are so kind of like solidified in who they are and whose they are, mm-hmm. it's, it's refreshing and it brings about, like I said, this just like peace, like yeah. everything's okay. This is fun. Like mm-hmm. this is such a cool opportunity that I've been given. Yeah. And so again, it's like my first year, I almost wasted away a few months because I was so scared. Yeah. And I'm this day and age, I'm like, of what? You know, know. What were they going to do? What? Yeah. Like, murder you or something? <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, oh so gosh. it's special that, you know, when we say the Lord's prayer before every mm-hmm. um, performance, it's just a time for us kind of to come together as one and reflect on like in the end of the day we're doing this because it was like a passion placed in our heart yeah. by God and and we're just fulfilling that in a way but it might be taken away tomorrow and and so be it and so right. it's it's very unifying too and and brings people together mm-hmm. um i think there's that mutual like respect for mm-hmm. each other too and looking at everyone as like your sister and we talk about it as like your sister in Christ like your family and right um having that mindset is what carries you through. But I think from the outside, people are like, what are you guys talking about? Like, yeah. you, guys, you guys live in like a yes. bubble. And I'm like, right. it is true. Right. We live in a bubble. And once you make the team, it doesn't, it's not like that's the end all be all. There's so many, we're such driven mm-hmm. people by nature. And so there's so many goals you want to achieve and, you know, opportunities that you want to have. So it's, it is competitive and it can be tough. And right. like then long days, long nights, day after day, week after week gets to be a lot. And, right. and so like having that faith to center around and just come back to you at the end of the day when maybe we're tired and not the nicest to each other. <laughs> like, we're like, okay, we just need a deep breath. And right. then, like, let's recenter ourselves. Like, I think it's, I think it's so cool. And you don't find that everywhere in the dance world for sure. No, so I've never had this faith relationship with, with girls before this team, I think. And it's almost inspired me to kind of step out in my faith as I move forward, you know, and not be afraid to share, you know, things that are important to you while also being respectful of of other people and and what they may believe or not believe. But I think it just goes to show, you know, like be strong in your faith Mm -hmm. and be confident in what you believe in. And it will just help we're all trying to get through life. Yeah. We're all trying to get through life. But I agree. Like, I think it's not something that's ever shoved in anyone's face. It's more like how you treat each other. And that's the most important part. And Mm -hmm. that's like what I'm trying to preach too. It's like, it's not about your words and everything that you're saying. You can say all that stuff, but if you're not, if your actions aren't following that, those beliefs and those values, like it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean a thing, you know, it's worthless. And there's so many Bible verses about that, but I love just the way that we do have like try to treat each mm-hmm. other with that respect. And, and I, I think, think it comes from there. We almost have this like 
grace that we give each other because mm-hmm. a lot of us kind of hold tight to the fact that every morning you wake up with this renewed grace and you feel it's like such a privilege to like begin each day without having to worry about the past. Yeah. And so 36 girls from the age of like 18 to 30 or so that there's going to be, you know, drama here and there. (laughs) We're not going to get along all the time, but it would be such a shame if one, maybe Beckerman or a heated like discussion turned into you just like not being friends with them anymore. Yeah. And I think that we all kind of have this understanding that everybody deserves grace. Mm -hmm. You know, we work and practice together almost every day of the week. And so there's going to be, of course, there are going to be days where I walk yeah. in and I'm like, my day was horrible. And so if I snap <laughs> at you, I'm really sorry. Yeah. But then you come in the next day and people, we forgive each other. Yeah. And I think we all just have this goal of being united mm-hmm. and not letting one thing here or there completely shape our relationship with someone on the squad. Sure. People always ask me like, do you have any enemies or do you not like, like someone? anyone? Yeah. And obviously you definitely have some people that you become close, close friends mm-hmm. with, but there's no one I've cheered with that. I'm like, Oh, I can't stand that no. girl. Yeah. You know? And it's, it's really special to have that because I don't think that's always the case in no. life, but it's, it's special and it's, it's so fun. And again, who gets to spend all their time with girls who like I the know. same things as them? I like know. we're the same age. We all enjoy getting dolled up and doing yeah. our hair and makeup. And we love, we love to dance. dancing. And yes, there are, problems that arise here and there, but I think the squad, and it's really kind of like this culture that's passed down Yeah, it is. and we just continue. Like there's always, I would say October is the <laughs> month where exactly. the rookies all of a sudden, when you make the squad, you're like, I did it. I made the squad. This is what I wanted. I am yeah. so happy. Like check mark. And then you're on the team and then guess what? You're probably in the back line. And then guess yeah. what? You're probably getting more corrections than the girls who have been there for five years. Yeah. And then you're probably not getting booked on every single show. Mm-hmm. And so I think we always have that conversation around October mm-hmm. where the veterans kind of talk to the rookies and try to be relatable and say, you know, we none of us have had like this yellow brick road path on DCC and it's almost okay to be vulnerable and admit to people that like, Hey, I'm having a hard time. Yeah. And then let alone there's people online who are like almost ripping you to shreds sometimes who don't <laughs> yeah. know you. And you're like, I'm just trying to get through the, the haters. day. The haters. <laughs> so it's funny that people would probably assume like, Oh, they have everything. What, what could they complain about? And it yeah. is true. We have we very do, blessed, so blessed lives yeah. and we all know that, but at the same time, it's okay to be, and Kelsey like does a great job preaching this like vulnerable. And mm-hmm. like, you can tell people when you're having a hard time because when you can have those conversations it one brings you closer to mm-hmm. the women on the team it two it helps your experience mm-hmm. and it helps you kind of move forward and find you know ways to be positive because a lot of it is mental I judy know. and kelly are not like oh i'm like making this plan to make them feel, feel like we don't like way. her as yeah. much you know they have a team to run and they're focused so yeah. um it helps to have people to fall back on and yeah. role models that are not feeding negativity to For you sure i always think about like how lucky we are to to have that locker room experience at this age because most people you know they get that in high school and maybe college if they're mm-hmm. lucky but we've had it through high school college and now into our professional lives like yeah. formative it, years i know 20s are hard 20s don't are talk hard. about it enough it is so hard but it is the most fun time and i think we learn so much and we grow so much but not I mean, I think the mindset obviously in DCC is like different, but I think it's so amazing that you can take that outside of DCC and use that in everyday life. And it's going to carry you through. Like you, mm-hmm. you really established this mental toughness and like, we have these promises that we say to each other. It's like just speaking well over ourselves and others. And um, so I think like that mindset will obviously help all of us you know, in our future yeah. paths. But how do you think like so far in your retirement <laughs> and going through your surgeries and everything, like mm-hmm. how has that helped you? I think I grew so much as a person on the team mm-hmm. because you're kind of thrown into different situations where you might not always feel the most prepared or the most confident. And every year you have to re-audition. So you're almost putting yourself back in that stage of will I make it or not? Mm-hmm. And you're essentially walking in front of all these judges to be like, judge me. What do you think about me? Mm-hmm. And that takes a lot of vulnerable vulnerability and, 
and like this security in yourself because you know like they might not like everything they see and so moving forward yeah. especially you know the past few months i've you know had to take a little bit of a break from my personal job outside of dcc because i've been essentially couch bound <laughs> and and on my couch 23 hours a day not able you know i had hip surgery in april and then once i was cleared i had foot surgery right yeah. after on the other foot so it's like this kind of balancing act but i think what dcc taught me is kind of and those promises like you talked about like to keep speaking wellness and, and good things over yourself because you never know what's right around the corner yeah and when you have a bad day I try to just sit back and remember that this is this is so temporary, mm -hmm. you know, and like what I'm feeling right now is not going to be forever. Mm -hmm. And almost to like you, DCC, the things that you get or don't get, it's out of your control, right? Yeah. And what's in your control is like your mental game and your yes. mental stability mm -hmm. and what you preach over yourself day and night and how you treat other people. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the past few weeks and months, it's been nice to to have that to fall back on because i can't control the fact that i unfortunately had to have not one but two surgeries and it's been a little bit of a slow time while yeah. all my best friends are auditioning for the team again and they're getting yeah. to experience that again things that i loved mm -hmm. but when i can kind of sit back and remember like this is out of my control but what's in my control is is being positive and like being there for my sister who now is getting to do this and kind of be excited and celebrate others like i would want to be celebrated when i was doing all the DCC things. Yeah. And I think moving forward, that's something that I'm, I'm really going to take is that like mental toughness almost. Yeah. And the fact that things will happen that are not in your control, but if you just continue to do your best every day and, and speak good things and carry on relationships, I think mm -hmm. community is, is everything. It is. Obviously that's like my thing. I love yeah. my friends. Like, yes. And so, um, social that's, queen. <laughs> that is, yeah, something that I'll, I'll continue to yeah. take forward for sure. Well, and I want to, this is like the perfect segue because I really do want to talk about like the friend that you are to everyone because that is what I love so much about you. You're so inclusive and you make everyone feel seen and valued. And I think from the time I stepped on this team as a scared little rookie, like you were the one person I felt so comfortable around and just you were going to smile and like hug me every day and just be like, oh, you know yeah. and that's the kind of like legacy i want to leave within dcc and with like outside of it too it's just everyone you come in contact with making them feel like they're important and right so you've inspired me in that way but how important mm -hmm. like do you think it is to be that friend in a competitive a competitive environment like dcc like i know you just you just mentioned um you know wanting to be celebrate others as you would want and like mm -hmm. one of my favorite quotes is be as happy for others accomplishments as you would your own family like thinking about Anna Kate you know or mm -hmm. my sister it's like if my friend gets something that's awesome and I want to celebrate them like I would if my own sister got it you know mm -hmm. and I think that's really hard for you know people to keep in mind right. but um that's stuck with me throughout my adult life and in these high pressure situations and you know, having to keep that conscious effort to do that and be right. supportive. But um, I don't know. I want you to talk a little bit about that because you are so good at it. Oh, well, it's definitely – I grew up in such a supportive household. Yeah, And I'm did. so thankful for that. And not even just in my immediate household. Even you have met yeah. my great family friends who it's like we all just have this unconditional love for each other. I mean, I flew home in may to go to like the youngest one in our little group's high school graduation party mm -hmm. and i remember as we did a toast i was like it's so special that we all have traveled from nashville and dallas and different places to celebrate isabella graduating yeah. from high school and it just it brings so much joy into the room and i get goosebumps because i was just raised in like such a loving and positive environment mm -hmm. that celebrating graduating from from high school is the same as celebrating when I made the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders you know mm -hmm. we're, we're all going for different things in our life and if you start to rank them or yeah. think that one thing is more important than another like you honestly are just left empty I would you say are, for sure and I think that joy is is such a god given thing but life can be so enjoyable when you choose to just make the conscious effort to celebrate people around you mm -hmm. and it almost can help yourself when you're in maybe a hard time or situation that you don't want to be in. When you speak with someone else and say, I'm so happy that you nailed your presentation today and mm -hmm. kind of just genuinely try to feel excitement for them. It takes off of you, like takes the selfishness away Yeah, because we're all again, 
we wake up and we do our best and then we go to bed. And so much of life that's out of our control, there are so many girls who could make mm -hmm. DCC. I mean, we see it auditions every year. And I think it almost helps the the team to see all these amazing women who unfortunately there's not enough spots, but none of us think we're literally the best dancer in the world and we're really pretty <laughs> and we're really smart. And we made like, we know that we could have easily been cut just as yes. much as the girl next to us. Yeah. And so to take that and to like, keep it at the forefront, it, it helps me just live like a more happy life, I think. Mm -hmm. And I'm thankful that I was, was raised in a family that kind of emphasized that so much. And you know, my family, friends, we just celebrate each other. You guys are so cool. And people get jealous. Oh, I, like, I wish I was in your little group, you know, and, know. and it's just, it's so fun. And, and we just place love like at the forefront always. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I have 12 siblings rather than two. And now I have 35 siblings every year through DCC. And yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a conscious effort though. Some people it think is. it's, and it is, you know, a God given thing. I just always, I love my friends, you know, yeah. I'm very social, but when you take the time to step into any room and ask someone about them. Mm -hmm. I tell people who maybe have a hard time with this, ask someone about them. And then the next day, remember something about them. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, everybody has their lives going on and it can be really easy to have tunnel vision and kind of forget yeah. whatever, be but it makes, yourself, makes someone less. feel special. Like go yeah. up and be like, Claire, how was your, the dance class you were nervous about today? Mm -hmm. And then that makes Claire feel, oh wow, she actually remembered what, what I, said. I said. Yeah. And then that will just like continue to accumulate this this beautiful friendship that will come in, in times that are hard. I mean, mm -hmm. especially the past few months, I've really relied on a lot of girls who I've been close with on the team who've retired, like Lexi. Mm -hmm. I'll text her like, I'm having a really hard time because I'm on my couch in agonizing pain. Yeah. And the girls I cheered with a month ago are now like on a whole new team without me. And it, it can get kind of isolating. But because I've created this like special relationship with her, she's able to speak positivity and truth over me like this is not forever and mm -hmm. it just helps I think it helps everybody get through life a little easier it does your people and like don't take yourself so seriously I know, you know? it's so like, true you really need you really need community and mm -hmm. I think that's something that is kind of lost in our culture it's just like everyone wants to be so independent which is great I get it but like your people are there to be your people and rely on and mm -hmm. like I don't, God gives us others for that yeah. reason and it's definitely a, community is we weren't meant to do life alone. No. So when you're willing to ask to for take help in community, and, and whether yeah. that's someone that you're on a team with or someone you work with or your neighbor, or your or neighbor, your neighbor. <laughs> anyone and celebrate their success again. Yeah. Them, somebody passing a test is, might be as important to them as you becoming the point of the triangle. Like mm -hmm. don't make, don't rank things to be celebrated. Yeah, exactly. Be excited for people because that'll just, help them feel. Cause you know how you feel when people are like, congratulations, or we're so proud of you. Or this is well-deserved. just makes you feel good. It does. And so on the team, like to celebrate people moving up in a spot or, or becoming a leader or just like the little things here and there, I mm -hmm. think helps the team stay more positive for sure. For sure. And I think it speaks volumes going back to your whole like family and family friends. I think I've met your whole yeah. Missouri clan. We like went to holidays time. together. Yeah. <laughs> your family has like kind of become my family away from home and they take even like me in who is not, mm -hmm. you know, a Missouri we girl. We love Claire. <laughs> We've spent like New Year's, like yes. Easter's yes. and just like, I've gotten to know your family and they've become supporters of mine, like commenting on my stuff. Like, yes. It's so sweet that you have that. And I am jealous. Like, I'm yeah. like wow, that is. I feel very blessed. You it's are. special. And they, you guys, I mean, kind of all end up in Texas at one point or another. They keep but following me here. I know. <laughs> it's all, it's all simple. But I seriously think that is so special. And it's something that I want to implement in my life and, you know, with my kids and how I raised my family. It's like, mm -hmm. we're going to celebrate others and we're going to be like, you know, just there for each other. Yeah. And, and just opening up your home, I think. Yeah. My mom is, is such a good example of that when I go home. <laughs> it's is. like the back door is always opening and closing yes. with new people coming in and, and just being inclusive, I think. Yeah. Is, it brings so much joy into the world. And even like you, like you feel welcomed and, and we love that because mm -hmm. it's just special to get to share that joy with other people for it sure. Is. We talk about 
um, becoming little Missouri moms. Yeah. <laughs> like, Claire and I, we're speaking it over ourselves. We, we are. One day end up in Missouri, next door neighbors on our porches. We're going to be, we said, we're going to be tennis and like what country, else? Club, country moms. club moms. We're going to take our kids to dance Yeah, in sporting events. The Midwest then, is where it's at, you guys. Yeah. I'm telling you what. It's that simple life, I will it tell is. you. But Work hard. People are nice. <laughs> we didn't, we're like, it's the work ethic. I love putting people on Missouri. They're like, okay, Missouri's actually really cool. I'm like, thank you so much. It, it is. I know I love that and I I want to go back and talk about um like the last point just being God gives us all these gifts and you know what you were talking about you have that really immense love for your friends and um, make that ability to make others feel valued and yours is so apparent in how you connect with others but um I feel like God has given you such a big heart from day one and um you've made me feel so appreciated and welcome but how has faith played a part in that journey. Yeah. I think, you know, sharing love and it's talked about in the Bible so much, like the greatest of these is love and love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like once you step into that role of of giving love to other people and almost, you know, creating community wherever you are and whatever chapter of life you're in, you just almost like feel God's unconditional love pouring out of Mm -hmm. you. And it also can kind of show you how our minds can even understand Mm -hmm. how loved we are by God and how renewed his grace is every single day. Mm -hmm. And so to give that to other people and to feel it, it almost just like expands your mind. I'm like, wow, like if this is what I feel from my really awesome friends who are supporting me, like how much more is his love for me? Yeah. And so again, if you're having a, a hard chapter or a hard day, or you're feeling like you're not stepping into what maybe you were called to do, mm-hmm. um, it's just such a good reminder to be like, but in the end of the day, I can't do anything to to get more or take more of God's love away. So and true. so to have that as a reminder, it's it's a blessing. And it has it helps you go about life with this ease mm-hmm. because, you know, at the end of the day, it's going to be fine. Yeah, And we get to try again each and every day. And so I think, you know, trying to be selfless and give that to other people as well, because yeah, you're going to have issues with friends. Like mm-hmm. some people probably think, okay, I get in, in arguments sometimes, <laughs> or I feel a certain way towards someone and maybe have spe- speak to them in a way that I regret later. But mm-hmm. it's like showing grace and knowing yeah, we're all doing our best, grace you know, is, the, the part, it's yeah. never going to be perfect. And so taking yeah. that, I think my faith has helped me kind of cultivate that, that love that I already had to give and to help me to take a step outside myself and never forgiveness is huge. You know, everyone's doing their best. And when someone wrongs you or apologizes, take that and, and forgive them, I Mm -hmm. think, and move forward and, you know, keep things obviously healthy and positive and Mm -hmm. don't put up with maybe toxic situations in a way. But yeah, I think just knowing that we all make mistakes. Yeah. And if the good man upstairs can forgive us, like we can (laughs) give our friends second chances too. Yeah. I think if you're somebody that this doesn't come as naturally to, which I can probably say it probably have, I've grown in this over time, mm-hmm. you know, just through prayer, like wanting to be more servant hearted and fo- focused on others. I think you t- it takes that conscious effort. It takes the prayer to get there. So like start today and like right. just start with a little like asking God to help you make somebody feel loved and like mm-hmm. be the hands and feet of Jesus. And he will transform your heart in that way. Cause he's done it for me. And I've seen my heart be soft and softened in like ways that it wasn't before. And yeah. so I think tapping into your strengths and tapping into those gifts that he's given you, if you're a good listener, or mm-hmm. you're really compassionate, or maybe you're have, you love to give advice, whatever it is. Right. Like there's so many ways to love others. others like you can yeah. take your strengths. Like you were saying, mm-hmm. some people might not, I am like a social butterfly, yeah. you know, and I love hugging people and and laughing and making jokes, but there's other people that are so intentional with listening and they make you feel heard that that's another way to give love. So it's almost like praying to do it in your own way to be aware of the gifts that you have been given and know there's not one set way to become this person who just exudes love and happiness Mm -hmm. because it takes everybody. And, and there are times where I'm like, you need to be a better listener, Caroline. You never stop talking. You never. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Me too. I'm like, Listen more, talk less. But yeah. I love that. And I think it's such a cool way to think about it. And I'm so grateful that I have a friend like you in my life who has just impacted me in more ways than I can even count. But um, I know like 
these types of friendships are just they go so deep and they're gonna last mm-hmm. forever and I will be your cheerleader forever Gosh, wherever you are same and- here <laughs> I like to think of life as like we're all on these it's like a road map and we're all in a car like driving through our paths and for yeah. some reason it's like we've all intersected mm-hmm. this is DCC especially yeah. at the same time yeah. and in Texas we've all made the same squad and it's it's like something you never get back mm-hmm. the fact that all of your paths have crossed and so Yes. If you don't take the time to appreciate that, it goes away. And then what do you really get from it? Yeah. Like, okay, mm-hmm. some Instagram followers? Like, cool. That's, cool. that's so fleeting, you know? Yeah. But when you take the time to essentially, like, step out of the vehicle and talk to the people yeah. and get to, like, be present. Yeah. I feel like I could travel now to all parts of the country and have a friend, friend there in, because in this state. team brings girls in from every state. And so yeah. it's such a privilege to get to do it. And I think – we'll take that with us for the rest of our lives. Just be present, be intentional. Mm -hmm. And like wherever you're stopped on the road path, like just get out of your car and like make those relationships because that's what lasts. And that's what you'll come back to at the end of the day. It's all we have is each other. Yeah. I can't wait for our babies to be friends. I cannot (laughs) wait. No. Are you going to be dance moms? Yeah. Like, Oh gosh. Point your feet. (laughs) We will be. Our kids will probably play soccer or something. You know, we'll, We'll support them no matter what. But. I have a little like idea of like a DCC matchmaking. Like, uh, if I have oh a girl, gosh. you have a boy. Yes. We're just gonna have it be like a little meetup. Christmas is together yeah. the rest of our lives. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it'll be for in Missouri. I know in Missouri. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Western. I can't wait. Yeah, it'll be great. I One know. day. One day. We gotta get there. First. <laughs> um, but I've loved this. I mean, we always have great conversations. I wish people could hear everything that we've ever talked about because. They're such fruitful conversations, but I hope people are taking away lots of little nuggets from this. And um, yeah, I just, I'm so thankful you got to come be on the podcast and have this conversation. This is my first outing um, since my foot surgery. So I woke up with this renewed energy. I get to talk to sweet Claire today and be on Sweet as Honey. Sweet as Honey. Best podcast. But again, thank you for having me. And it's a blessing to be your friend and to get to have vulnerable and honest conversations it's it's something that some people don't get to have so I hope that people take a few things yeah they don't think we talk too much oh we definitely do but we can really <laughs> chat it up <laughs> oh, but you haven't I'm even excited seen the for your upcoming season too and I can't wait to be your biggest cheerleader in the stands and watch you lead that team with grace and with love thank you I love you I'm, I'm there like, because yeah. of people like you so don't forget it Kelly don't and Judy Iberclick <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, sweetest. Honey, we'll see you next time. And this is a blast. Have a great day. Bye.